You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock on our app, on TuneIn Radio, and online at acaville.org. At the top of the hour this hour, it's almost time for Bend. Coming up from February 10th through 12th in Oregon, the second annual Bend Acapella Festival is on the way. Building on the success of last year's inaugural event, this year's festival looks great. In addition to headliners Naturally 7 and Grammy-winning members of the Bobs as clinicians, the festival has partnered with the Acapella Education Association to give their high school competition winner an automatic fee-sponsored spot in the AEA National Competition in April. There will be lots of other fun features and performances as well, and all-access passes start at $70, so head to bendacapellafestival.com and get all the details. Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Tacapella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here on Acaville Radio's weekly radio show. Today, I am joined by one of my closest friends, a fraternity brother, a great musician, and a fantastic visual artist, my friend Kyle Dibdahl. Kyle, thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, John. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, so Kyle is a genius when it comes to anything visual. He's a good-looking guy himself, and I'm always um, (laughs) (laughs) jealous of his sense of style. But uh, basically, I've now started two acapella groups in both times, and as well as another podcast. And for all three of those, um, Kyle has been my go-to Uh, logo guy to create a style a visual like hook for you know these things for the both the groups and my other podcast so i felt kyle would be a really good guest to come on because you know he is i first told him like hey just design an acapella logo whatever you want go with it and he's come up with obviously some great stuff and i thought it would be fun to have him come on and we'd analyze some logos the importance of logos and kind of art style in regards to acapella groups so kyle before we get started you want to just tell people a little bit about yourself sure um my name is kyle dibdahl i am a software engineer by day and i am a graphic designer and musician by night well usually in the night depends (laughs) (laughs) so uh i got started doing graphic design when i was in high school i totally definitely legally bought a copy of photoshop using money (laughs) and (laughs) just started playing around because i thought it was fascinating you know i was always interested in artistic type things but i didn't really have the hand for drawing or painting i I always got frustrated Mm -hmm. that the things that I was trying to create didn't look perfect and didn't look exactly the way I wanted them to. But with Photoshop, I could click in a few places and have the colors be exactly what I wanted them to be, have Mm -hmm. all the shapes be perfect and mathematically clean. And that's sort of what I was going for. So I I really took to that. Yeah, boom. And And it shows in all the work you've done. Kyle also designed a bunch of stuff for our fraternity, which was super fun. Kyle and I met at the University of Puget Sound. We were actually... In our in the orient same orientation group freshman year, and that was super fun. <laughs> good memories of that. So good times, good, very good times. So basically, I thought today we could sit down and just discuss some logos. Some Kyle has done, some Kyle and I both have seen, both from you know from our undergrad. And I thought you know Kyle, before we even do that, could you just tell us a little bit about kind of you know maybe a bit about your approach or your philosophy when you try to create a logo for something? Because I remember I just said like make something and and you made it and it was exactly what i wanted even though i didn't realize what i wanted because you know it's not just like 
for graphic design, if you, you make things for specific things, as I recall on your site, um, mm-hmm. which we will be plugging at the end of this episode. And it's not just like, okay, I'm just drawing a, a doodle, right? If I'm drawing something for like a law firm or like, you know, a small podcast or an acapella group or a fictional company, stuff like that. So I'd love to just hear kind of your approach and how you do that and the importance of logos and uh, your creative process. Definitely. Well, uh, the logo is, I think, the most important aspect of a brand's visual identity. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe fairly obvious to some people, but, you know, it might not necessarily be the case. One of the things that makes designing a logo different from designing something else is there are a lot of constraints in place. Mm -hmm. Um, When I think about a logo, there are a number of different aspects that I need to account for and a number of different situations that this logo is going to be placed Mm -hmm. in that um, I wouldn't have to consider if I was doing a poster. Um, If I was doing, you know, a school poster or something, I could throw in gradients, I could throw in small lines because I know exactly what size this poster is going to be seen Mm -hmm. at. I know exactly how people are going to view it. Um, And I know, I know the situation that it's going to be in visually most of the time. But with logos, you don't really have that luxury. A logo has to be versatile. A logo has to be placed in a number of different areas. You might have it sewn onto a shirt. Yep. Um, And if that's the case, then all your fancy gradients aren't going to do much. If you have any small speckles or details in there, something Mm -hmm. that looks maybe sketched, that's not going to come through as well. You need something that is strong um instantly recognizable can be brought down to maybe one or two colors ideally it would work with one like in the case where it's being you know printed on something or like i said sewn into a shirt you have to recognize it as this brand's logo from very far away if it's on a if it's on a billboard somewhere or if it's very small like in the corner of a letterhead so these are all types of things you have to take into account um, some examples of logos that do this really well, the Nike swoosh, yep. it's, it's just a shape, but it's such an iconic shape and you recognize it instantly and mm-hmm. it can fit on the lapel of a shirt or on a giant banner next to some words and an attractive person. Who's All those running. attractive people. <laughs> they, <laughs> Nike doesn't hire ugly people. This is a known fact. <laughs> so that's designing a logo <laughs> essentially. Um, yeah, those, the things that I try to keep most the things that I find most important are, again, the strong visual identity that isn't necessarily tied to just color or just texture, but mostly shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's if it's recognizable from the shape at large sizes and small sizes, then I know I've done a successful logo. Absolutely. And is there any approach or a- any difference in approach you take when designing a logo for an acapella group? Because you talked about some of those things. I know... Um, you sent me stuff where I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And I'm like, oh, wait, it has to fit on a shirt. So like maybe it has to be tweaked somewhat or just made to, like you said, fit the situation. Uh, But we also have used it on like posters and um, Facebook profile and our cover photo and all that. So I'm wondering what your approach is when you create an acapella logo or a logo that's, you know, kind of more music focused. Right. There's definitely a difference in how I approach these types of things. And it totally depends on tone mostly. Uh, that's not a music pun. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned about like the audience that this logo is intended to reach. You know, I did a I did a logo for a financial planning firm, mm-hmm. and the just the color palette alone that I was working with was completely different from anything that I would consider mm-hmm. with a less sort of quote unquote serious yeah. endeavor. Not that acapella is not super serious business, eh. but there, you're. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're allowed to have a little bit more fun. You're allowed to be a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so when I think about the audience of acapella, I think of what are we hoping to feel when we listen to acapella music? What is the audience coming to you for? And hopefully trying to reflect that feeling in the logo that itself, you know, if, if your music is designed to make people happy, then your logo should reflect that. Um, yeah. If your logo is, or if your music is supposed to make people feel sad, then why are you making me, don't make people yeah. feel sad. That's terrible. That'd be weird. An acapella group or a band that's like only to like make people feel really bad. They only play funerals, nothing else. Nothing else. Be a little dark. Don't, if anyone listening, don't create that acapella group, please. That's, we don't need that. So, so that's that's sort of what I'm coming into with logo design is I'm trying to not work with sad people. Yeah, I mean, this is essentially what it comes down to. I know I get what you're saying, and I know that um, just before I even really got into acapella, or before I, when I just was kind of figuring out what it was, I you know I I'd seen a bunch of groups. I'd seen groups like Straight No Chaser, Pentatonics, stuff like that. Um, but for me, I was always kind of looking for a logo to hook me and i found that i was more hooked to groups that had like you said a recognizable logo that had just a a cool symbol that felt you know original not derivative of something else not a copycat something um simple enough that it's not like you have to sit there and decipher it but easy enough that it gives me an attachment and for through that attachment to that logo i form a a visual attachment to the acapella group or the band because you know obviously acapella is an um an oral art and i think it's really important to kind of especially in this day where so many acapella groups are popping up and it's bigger than it's ever been it's really nice to have something that makes you really stand out rather than just like you know your name in like a cool font or something as your logo i think um really having an original symbol that's something that i found myself more drawn to groups that have something like that because uh, it in addition to just being hey that's cool to look at it makes me feel like they are more maybe not more professional, but more developed. They're like, hmm. they have a stronger sense of what, how they want their group and their group image and their group message to manifest. Essentially. I know when you did our work for um, my podcast, a little anarchy, it's a, it's a cute ghost with a mustache. And to me that felt very whimsical, but at the same time, cute. And it just felt like, yeah, this is what we want. This is how we want, like before we settled on uh, that logo, we are like, okay, how does this exactly reflect what we're doing and what does it line up with? And I think for acapella groups, that's super important because it's so easy for groups to just kind of exist and not really thrive. And I think having a logo, in addition to all the things I've already said, kind of centers a group and gives them a sense of, hey, this is real, this is our identity. So uh, I think, let's take, a, let's take a look at some logos, Mr. Dibdahl. Let's do it. All right, so... This is, uh, everyone, you know, obviously, this is a radio show. We cannot put up images that would make it not radio. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, just tweet out these images. We're going to ask you to check out the Twitter at Acaville Radio, and you are going to look at these logos with us. How fun is that? So, uh, Kyle, I'd say let's start off with the first logo you ever designed mm-hmm. for me. And this was from my group, the Timbermen, who are mentioned so much on this page, like, <laughs> too much probably but uh so everyone if you want to go check that out and we're going to dissect this logo and if you are not able to see it we're going to describe it in detail so don't worry because this is one of my favorite images 
ever. Fun fact, I used this for a project where we were supposed to find a visual representation of music, and I chose this logo. So that's exciting. So hopefully that little spiel has given you enough time to find the logo. So, Kyle, the Timberman logo. Let's dissect it. Right. So one of the things that I was working with here was the fact that I actually, you gave me an image, a logo that yeah, you would use previously like and told me to build off that. that had been done before, like, you know, kind of just a little bit. Yeah. Right. So it, you can actually go back through the Timberman's uh, profile pictures to find the original logo. Mm-hmm. It's cool um, seeing that evolution. Yeah. And I, I, you know, now that I'm looking at it, I think I might like the original more than the one that I came up with. Like there's something <laughs> so charming about it because the the text is is hand drawn uh i'll describe it visually for those who are maybe in the car or otherwise unable to look at it so it's there's a hexagon that's made out of wood planks that are nailed together so it's essentially you know the uh, hexagon framing of a logo that you might find in Mm -hmm. any sort of hip startup but it's made out of planks (laughs) of wood and this is all hand drawn looks like it was sketched with pencil or pen or something um, with the the words the Timbermen at the top on the top plank of the hexagon, again drawn with with pencil, and then UPS Barbershop on the bottom plank, and then in the middle is a hand sketched pine tree evergreen with two crossed axes in the middle, mm-hmm. and that's that's what we're dealing with on a on a bright red background, and, and, the, and the sketching the, is is all white, yeah, exactly, and. And I love this thing. It's it was originally drawn by one of my uh, longtime friends, and um, and I love it. For me, when uh, but you know it it didn't always fit well on shirts. That was that was why I kind of came to you again. We're going back mm-hmm. to what you're saying about uh, you know having it fit all these different things. Um, it always you know it looked good, but it had to be kind of tweaked by uh, I believe we use uh, Custom Ink, the T-shirt company, to kind of make it look a little more usable on shirts um but i agree that it's really nice when a logo doesn't feel too quote-unquote manufactured this one looks very Mm -hmm. like honest she i know she just kind of drew this and then put it on her computer and mess with it more from there um and i i do enjoy the rustic kind of look to it again if uh you're just joining us this is uh on uh, check it out on our twitter at ockerville radio yeah and and i agree cal i think this looks really it's just cute and it feels honest Well, here's here's what I will say about it. Um, going back to what makes a good logo, uh, again, this has a little too much detail. It's a little too um, too many small things, too much texture mm-hmm. to be a good logo. But it's a fantastic seal. You know, it looks yeah. great on posters. It would look great as a I don't know, I don't know, a, a tattoo. A, if we yeah, a tattoo would <laughs> be perfect. Um, and so it works as a fantastic image that represents the brand. Mm-hmm. If we're referring to, you know, the Sacapella group as a brand. But uh, in terms of the versatility of a logo, that's, I guess, where it runs into some difficulties. Yeah. And that's that's why we, again, approached you to change it up. So why don't we jump over to the current Timberman Acapella logo, which is, again, if you go to their page, it is the first thing you see. It is the profile picture. And it's, again, uh, check it out on our Twitter at Acaville Radio. If you described it, you know, in describing these two things, they're both very, like, the objects are all pretty much the same. The things used in this are similar, but some words are different and the style is completely changed. Um, so Kyle, why don't you, you know, I'm not even going to try and describe it because you're much better at 
describing things than I am. So just just describe it yourself. Take it away. <laughs> right. So I kept the hexagon uh, that was made out, if you remember from the first one, made out of wood planks. But instead, I just stripped that away and made it just a s- series of straight lines. Mm-hmm. Just your a very normal looking hexagon. <laughs> and in the middle, I kept the the pine tree, but it's a it's less involved there are fewer mm-hmm. lines going on it's it's more cleaner visually and the axes too are are made out of very clean simple lines mm-hmm. um for the red i sort of toned it down a bit and i made it a little more maroon brought it a little yeah. bit darker more matte i guess so that it's not as assaulting on the eyes yeah yeah something that it's it's just a little more I remember when if you turned up like the brightness when you're looking at this thing, it can be very like, oh, wow. OK, it's a, it's a lot. But I think yours is a little not muted, but more just e- yeah, easier on the eyes. Everything you just said. Yeah. Um, and then instead of having the the name of the group inside the hexagon itself, I brought it outside, which has the added benefit of being able to use that middle seal separate from the text itself. If you ever want to slap it on, I don't know, a sticker or something to put on your laptop, you can drop the name and and have this this hexagon containing tree and axes on its own. Um, for the font, I chose... Whew, uh, I definitely remember the name of it. I'm just going to keep it a secret from you. This isn't me forgetting. <laughs> this is uh, just trade secrets right here. But it's very it's very clean. Um, very, very geometric, very geometric. Um, and it's all caps as well mm-hmm. to sort of give that uniform minimalist feel. Yeah, I agree. And I do. I I never noticed. I mean, I noticed that the words are separate from the hexagon. I know they're outside of the hexagon, but I guess I never thought of. Oh, I can just like if I wanted to, I could just cut those away and just have that stand on its own. Which again, I think is a really it gives you more like manifestations of the same logo in a sense more uses for the same thing but it's still very recognizably like i don't know many other uh like logos that look like this which again originality another very important thing that we talked about so Mm -hmm. i'm a huge fan of this thing it looked so good on our shirts and we've always gotten a lot of praise for this logo um congratulations again kyle this is beautifully done Um, (laughs) this is the first time hearing about this thank you so much for passing it on everyone loved it people always (laughs) talked about it this thing is this thing is like one of my favorite like logos ever i freaking love this thing so so why don't we uh why don't we jump to another one here another university of puget sound group so why don't we look at a group that has been featured many times on this podcast. Let's look at what she said. They are the Soprano Alto group at the University of Puget Sound. I've had many close friends uh, in the group. Fun fact, next week we're going to have the uh, former director uh, who will be uh, a guest on this show. So uh, check it out on our Twitter at Ockerville Radio. The group is called What She Said. So so Kyle, again, I'm just going to let you describe it. What What do you see with this thing? Sure. So this is a logo that um, is entirely text-based. There isn't a symbol associated with it per se. I think like FedEx mm-hmm. or eBay or something yeah. like that. Um, and this is, oh man, I today is my first time seeching this. I, I got a chance to look at it a few minutes before the show. Yeah, and I want, I the more I look at it. have any predetermined <laughs> ideas. I'm just throwing this at you, man. Yeah, no, the more I look at it, the more I like it. So yeah. one thing that strikes me is the shape of these three words. It's all brought together in like a square you know the it's all hand-drawn letters Mm -hmm. very very blocky but they're scrunched together in a way that they form 
just like an even an even square yeah. so the the top word is what and the middle word is she and the bottom word is said mm-hmm. um what and said are both solid gray or dark gray yeah um and then the she is just an outline and it's all set on a red background yeah but if we look at um if we look at this logo in the in terms of the sort of hallmarks of good logo ship that i was talking about before it, it hits a lot of those points you know it it, it scales super well um, it can be brought into a number of different situations it can be put on a number of different surfaces um, recognizable at any size unique um, eye-catching uh, and yeah I, I love it it's it's something that I I haven't seen before and like I said the more I'm looking at it the, the lettering like it, it kind of reminds me of the Brady Bunch almost or just kind of like old <laughs> 50s cartoons like the words are very stylized but in a very yeah. kind of cute whimsical way a very very obviously hand-drawn and very like intentionally uneven they're like meshing into each other but in a really cool kind of cute way and it's it gives me the sense of like lightheartedness i think the colors work well together i'm a big fan of red uh, i think the red the gray on the red looks very nice um you know i'm usually not a fan of logos that are just words but but this one i i really like just because there's so much style communicated through the words because the words are stylized themselves. It's, it's really nice. I think nice. that's exactly it. Yeah. Like I would, I'd have this as a bumper sticker on my car. But yeah. As um, I think one of the tricky things to, to accomplish when, when doing a logo, that's just the, the text itself is giving it a sense of identity. Um, and I think that th- that's what this achieves. Exactly. It conveys tone so well. Um, I guess the only criticism that I have is, I know you said you like the colors, but I think that there's too uh-huh. little contrast between uh, the red and the gray. And I think that if if we made that uh, red a little lighter, um, there wouldn't be so much. I could see or that. There would be more contrast and, and the what and the set especially would pop, pop out more. I agree. Now that you're saying it, that's, yeah, that's a cool way of looking at it, man. All right, well, we're about to take a quick little break here, and we're going to play a tune Kyle is a big fan of. We're going to play Go the Distance, originally from Hercules. If you didn't know where that's from, that's a major issue. This is by Vocal Spectrum, one of my favorite tunes, one of Kyle's favorite tunes, and we're going to be right back here on Tacapella.
to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock on our app, on TuneIn Radio, and online at acaville.org. And welcome back to Acapella. Boom. Ooh, I like that. Every time we get brought back in by the guest, I always give them like, oh, that was good, or oh, you could do this better. But that that's one of my favorites right there. The I like the scoop. So you're welcome. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to take a look at a, another acapella group on the University of Puget Sound campus. Their logo, it's a group called Garden Level. They are the large tenor bass group. Um, fun fact, Kyle and I both auditioned for them our freshman year. Uh, and Garden Level's logo is probably the most distinct, I would say, out of every other logo. Um, again, if you want to check this out, feel free to check our Twitter. So, Kyle, what do you think is of this logo? I think... <laughs> it has the same things going for it that the original Timberman logo did. Mm. Um, so th- this this logo looks like it was hand sketched. Um, it looks like pink sketch lines over a gray, gritty, striped background. Yeah. Um, and the image is of a looks like a young girl with like a rose with, in her hair. With like a rose in her hair, and then there's a series of musical notes coming out of her mouth going they're, uh, I want they're, to s- they're backwards i think yeah, they are backwards yeah i think that I was just inten- i think that was intentional but yeah i'm like you know those are 
because they sing all their songs backwards. It's a very weird concept. Yeah, it's, it's a strange, like, but they yes, make it work. What's your hooks? Then it says like Hail Satan halfway through. <laughs> and no one ever notices, which is a little weird. No one ever notices. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so the image itself is a lovely thought. Um, and I like what it's trying to convey. I love the tone, I should say. I love what it's trying to say. However, I think that if we go back to the principles of what makes a good logo, it it suffers from the fact that it is it sort of looks like it was hand-sketched. Mm-hmm. I think that this profile picture is the only place where it would, it would look really in place or maybe on a poster or something where... Mm-hmm. Just the visual identity of the whole piece is taken into an account rather than just the shape mm-hmm. itself. I think that this logo could be greatly improved is if we took the exact same idea, this this girl with the rose in her hair singing, but just stripped it down, minimalized it, and made it made it an outline, made the hair, instead of it looking like individual hairs, just yeah. like one sort of matte thing clean up the the musical notes maybe not have so many because there's like a string of there's one two, 16th notes, three, like 30 second notes yeah well it's a mi- yeah it looks like it's those might all be 30 honestly that's the thing though it's we can't tell that's that yeah. kind of says something about which and i would love this like on like a post i think i've seen it on their posters where it's just, it's enlarged and you can see the details a little more and i think it works good in that situation but it's it is a little muddled when it's just kind of when it's shrunk a little bit and the details don't become things that enhance it. They become things that make it harder to decipher. They kind of get in the way. Mm-hmm. So, but again, I, I think that the idea is definitely unique. Mm-hmm. Um, this sort of old timey vibe because she's got, her head is covered by a scarf or something like and bonnet. no one does that today. That's, that's the word for it. Bonnet. People don't wear bonnets that's, anymore. What? Right. It's 2017. <laughs> I forgot the word bonnet because it hasn't been relevant since people died of typhus yep there it is um (laughs) but i think that i think that with some reimagining uh that sort of visual identity could be built off of and and turn into a really really effective symbol yeah and i think the thing i always uh look for in logos and i always think that always working on logos you make is like what does this say about the group rather than just like is it a cool image like what what Mm -hmm. is this saying and like when i look at the timberman one i think of like okay like it's um and you know you kind of have to be a puget sound student to get the full grasp of it but you know uh at the university of puget sound our uh mascot is the loggers so for me i see when i see the axes and the trees and stuff i see okay this is something that is clearly a school group it's very entwined with the sense of identity of this university when i see the what she said one i think of okay it's kind of quirky fun like fun-loving group because again i just think it looks like the brady bunch one or those old 50s kind of logos and with this um again beautiful image i'm wondering what it's exactly saying about the group is it telling us that like they sing because the notes are coming out of the mouth obviously but i'm i, I want to know why it looks old-timey like is that related to the history of the group because that's that's really interesting to me um and i you know i don't know if it is or not so in one sense, it is a little confusing, but on this set, but in the other sense, it is making me intrigued at trying to find out what's going on with the group. But I guess, like you said, when you're trying to market, 
you kind of just want it all to be really clear to whoever is looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Boom. Well, well said. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. So let's dig in to another. Coming up next, we are going to look at the logo for Underground Sound. Underground Sound is, again, if you want to check this out, feel free to check our Twitter or go to Underground Sound Acapella on Facebook. Underground Sound is the mixed group at the University of Puget Sound. We have had uh, Lisa Hawkins, who is one of the co-musical directors. She's been on the show twice, and she is a member of Acaville. She does the segment before this, the theme hour. And we've also had Daniel Wolfert, who is the other co-director, who was on the second episode of Tacapella ever. So Underground Sound's logo is i i really like it kyle describe it because i can't describe things right so this (laughs) this is what i would call a a seal if -hmm. you will not the animal so much as what if you had a seal as a seal i'm gonna go ahead and move past that comment (laughs) (laughs) so this is a seal um circular in nature rather than more the hexagonal seal that we saw before Uh with the timberman um Two intertwined or two concentric circles, mm-hmm. the word underground curving around at the top of the circle, and then sound at the bottom. Sounds like uh, someone might have gotten some inspiration from this, aka what I asked for when I first <laughs> the timber, I asked for the Timberman logo. I was inspired by this. I think it's really, I like the circular or the you know hexagonal kind. Of, I thought that applies well, and I like the the curved words. Mm-hmm. And then inside the smaller circle is a minimalist depiction of a microphone, uh, a larger sort of like old time stand up microphone, old timey microphone rather than you know SM fifty eight, yeah, or something. Um, and then there are some sort of parenthesis looking things around <laughs> this microphone on the inside. I think and that's like the sound. I think that's either like that might be the sound waves. Oh sure, I think oh, that's what that it could is. be it. That's an idea. Yeah, okay. And then in the space between the words underground and sound, in that section of the circle, are a bunch of little crosses or plus signs, sort of filling out that space so that it's not empty space. Yeah. What do you think those cross and plus signs are? I think it's just for texture. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think that's all it is. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it was also it was kind of a reference to microphones how. Or, you know, like a, uh, cause you know, I'm looking at my microphone right now. There's lots of, you know, it's a grid of overlapping lines and stuff. I see you're mm-hmm. looking at your microphone now too. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I definitely, yeah. It made me yeah. stare at this thing. Um, so no, I think, yeah. I think it's kind of, well, I don't think the whole thing is meant to be like one big microphone. That'd be a weird looking microphone. It's, it's, it's kind of drawing on the same kind of style. The same imagery found yeah. in my, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So um, what do you think of this, Kyle? I lo- overall I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some small nitpicky things, but I will get to that later. I think that it is very good visual branding. I think it definitely conveys tone very well. I think it it implies what the group is before you even have a chance to yeah. listen to them. Um, it's 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 a musical logo in nature, and it's, it's solidly constructed. Uh, works well again at a bunch of different sizes. The Especially in this depiction right here, the colors chosen are are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like this mint, light blue, green type thing. And overall, I love the the minimalist approach to it. I myself am a sucker for minimalist. I love designs. minimalism. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it does all those things well. 
small nitpicky things. The the plus signs, whatever that are riddling the sides of the circles, they're not evenly spaced. You can I'm tell. I'm noticing what, that now. I'm seeing yeah, it, which is a little frustrating for me, and. I'm not entirely certain how necessary they are to be there. I guess I would have to look at it without them. But I think it's a fine texture. I'm not sure. I, I could go either way at this point. Um, the other thing is that looking at looking at the lettering, looking at the way everything outside the inside of the circle is constructed, it's, it's a lot of straight lines and like straight circles very very mm -hmm. curved lines and yeah. then very straight lines if we look at this microphone stand say and the two parentheses looking things they're coming to sharp points mm -hmm. at the end yeah and that seems to me at least to be in conflict mm. with with the rounded nature of the microphone and the sort of stylized nature of the microphone's grill and the lettering and just overall clean cohesion of the seal itself yeah. Yeah. And I've seen this logo um, on, you know, posters, but also on uh, their t-shirts. I think it, I think it works really well. Again, I like circular stuff. That's just me or stuff that's kind of contained in a, mm -hmm. in a space that's defined. Um, this is probably when I got to Puget Sound, this is probably because what she said didn't really, their logo has changed a lot. Um, I don't know if they had one for a while, but uh, this one is this was probably my favorite when I got to the University of Puget Sound. I thought it was well defined. I agree now, especially the plus signs. I am seeing that that they're like there's a gap kind of on one side and it's filled in on the other, just to, just in terms of spacing. Um, but I think it communicates like, hey, again, we're clearly a music group. Like, and I think it's the kind of old timeiness mix, the old timey vibe mixed mixed with uh, minimalism. It's it's a very uh, nice combination that. Um, I, th I think just presents itself well, but if it were to be fixed, Kyle, or not fixed, but altered, what were the alterations you would make? Um, just one or two small changes. Mm -hmm. I would either get rid of the little plus signs or align them in a way that doesn't infuriate <laughs> me. Um, and then the parenthesis looking things that the sort of sound waves, I guess you could say coming out of the microphone, I would not have those sharp points at the end of those. I would either square them off or round them off. Yeah. Um, and same for the microphone stand. You'll see that as it's coming around to sort of yeah, hug that microphone, it comes to a point as well. And I think just in terms of the imagery itself, I think it stands in conflict with the rest of the seal. Yeah, and you kind of want to make it look like... Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you want to make it look like you're drawing from the same toolbox. Everything's coming from the same kind of area and it's conceptualized from the same place. That's exactly right. That's exactly Yay. right. Yay. Go, go. You're me. so smart. I've learned, so I've learned something. Cause, well, because when we've had all the discussions about, can you change this or this? And you're like, no, because I would do this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I've learned a lot through through osmosis. Yeah, I've, I've made enough logos for you now that you could probably make your own at some point. Mm. You're going you're gonna to ditch the training wheels of Kyle and go out into the world and do great things. But then I have to do work. So, oh yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I hadn't considered that. So, uh, the next logo we're going to take a look at is, it might be my favorite of all of them. This is the most recent logo I have had Kyle design for me. Uh, they, you cannot find this on Facebook right now because we don't have our Facebook page. But this is for uh, my newest acapella group that I started here at Colorado State University. Uh, check it out on our Twitter at Acaville Radio. It is called the Mountain Horns, and Kyle 
this is this thing is so cool i love this logo <laughs> tell me like because you can look at it and you're like oh this is cool but then there's like the secret hidden within it and you're like oh my gosh so kyle describe this beautiful piece of art for us please Right, so the the name of the group is the Mountain Horns, and so I wanted to obviously work with the inherent imagery in there, so I decided that it would be based off of a mountain goat. Yeah. So it's a very minimalist, geometric side profile of a, like, ram, yeah. I guess. I think it's a which ram. Which is a sheep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... <laughs> It's a, it's a, that's that's a sheep. Anyway, it's it's mountainous and horns are involved. So you know what? <laughs> yep. I don't. I was gonna ask you like, I what animal is this exactly? And I was like, if you like, even if you told me, I wouldn't really know because I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care what animal with is. Colorado wildlife yet. I'm a designer, not some sort of zoologist. <laughs> uh, so uh, side profile of this horned animal, <laughs> and and ve- very geometric in nature. So you see the you see the side profile, the head, and then the neck extending out, and then uh, in a different color. On top of that is this large, very large curved horn. Mm-hmm. And to the side of it is the word mountain. And then beneath that is the word horns. And those are left aligned. Um, and the first letter of each word, uh, the M in mountain and the H in horns, in case you're having trouble spelling, is <laughs> encased in in a solid hexagon, the same color as the horn itself. Yeah, and what that makes it look like, which I didn't even realize at first, is the horn plus the two dots makes it a bass clef, which... Boom! Yeah, I I went nuts for that. I remember just describing that to uh, another member of the group, and he was like, if it looks like that, that's going to be awesome. Because for music people, for non-music people, they'll just be like, oh, that's a really cool thing. But for music people, they'll see that, and it's like a little secret. It's a really cool little thing for them. And, even, and people who maybe are slightly familiar they'll recognize that that's something musical. And for me, I really like that it's a bass clef a lot because it's a, and, and this is what I was talking about when I was like, okay, what does a logo say about a group? Mountain Horns is a tenor based group. We are all singing, um, even though tenors, you know, are written in the treble staff, an octave down. We're singing in like the bass clef range. We're not up there in the stratosphere. So to me, it said something like, hey, we're TTBB. So I really like that because to me it says, hey, look, this is one, just, it looks really nice, but it also, like, just the RAM on its own could be its own thing. The words on their own with just the the hexagons. Again, I love my hexagons, man. Um, those can be its own thing. But together, we get the bass clef, and it says something about the group. It communicates a message with in a really simple way without using a bunch of detail or a bunch of tiny little things that you have to decipher. It's clear, and the little secret with the bass clef, it's there if you just look closely enough. Yeah. Yeah, I was I when I decided that that would be the imagery. I, it was one of those moments where you're like, all right, maybe I can do this thing that I enjoy doing for a hobby. Like maybe it's not something that I totally 100% suck at. It was one of those moments that was pretty affirming. Dude, pretty no, cool. it's great. I snapped this to everybody, and they were all like, "That is beautiful." <laughs> that's I love awesome. It. Oh, that's so affirming. Yeah, and I love the colors. I really love the light blue because. You know, one of the tricks, I think, and when we get into our kind of last section of this episode, we're talking about stuff that people should consider uh, when making logos and choosing logos is that, you know, lots of acapella groups have their like colors. I know what she said back at Puget Sound, they have red and black, Timberman's white and red, um, Garden Level is black and pink, and Underground Sound is black and like uh, turquoise. And this, it's like, for, but at Colorado State, there's 
basically there's a group with green, a group with dark blue, and a group with red. And I was like, okay, those are like three primary colors. Oh, what's I know just like okay, let and this for me this lies like in between those the gray and the light blue. I feel like those work really well. It's it's what Kyle. What colors would you describe these as? Dark gray, light gray, and then what was your thought in choosing these colors? Um, they were pretty. <laughs> that was really what it came down to. Um, I when I think of mountain, what I think of is like snow capped. So, ah. And I usually see it framed by, by sky, by mm-hmm. blue sky. Um, that's sort of my image of what a mountain is. And then obviously gray. So yeah. that was what I tried to try to capture with this is this solid gray background. Um, the the horn is a very light gray, almost like bordering on white. Um, and that that's the snow cap. And then the this sort of light blue would be the the sky surrounding it. Oh, I have so, so the, much more. I love yeah. it already, but now I have a real appreciation for that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Sweet. All right, we're going to take one more break here. We're going to come right back. We're with Kyle Dibdell today talking about logos and acapella groups, and we're going to be right back on Tacapella. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy, I need no sympathy. Because I'm easy come, easy go, little high. Little low, any way the wind blows, doesn't really matter to me, to me. Mama just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. Just because, but now I'm gonna throw it all away. Mama, didn't mean to make it mine. If I not back again, this time to battle. Carry on, carry on, as if nothing really matters. Time has come, sand shivers down my spine, body's aching all the time. Goodbye, everybody, I've got to go. Gotta leave you all behind and face the truth. Mama.
little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo! 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 Galileo Figaro! Magnifico! a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Spare him his life from this monstrosity. <laughs> easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah. No. We will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let him go. We'll not let you go. Let him go. We'll not let you go. Let me go. Oh, no, 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 no. Listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. And we are back here on Acapella with my good buddy Kyle Dibdahl talking about logos and how important they are to acapella groups so we've just dissected like five or six logos all which you can check out on our twitter at acaville radio and now we just kind of want to end the episode with kyle giving us some knowledge about what to do with you know how, how you go through the process of how, the process you should take when you're considering either making a logo or getting one designed so kyle just hit us with all the knowledge you got right so if you are uh, an acapella group or any music group and you want a really solid logo to, for yourself to be used in a lot of different places your best bet is to find someone who knows <laughs> what they're doing design wise um and then pay them money because if they know what they're doing then they're probably not going to do it for free unless 
you're really close to them and they're doing you a very large favor and that's unfortunately just what it comes down to is mm-hmm. is the, to do good work takes money um however if i understand that this is a college and not everybody on college campuses have money or so i'm told <laughs> so if you want to to homebrew this there's some things you can do uh to make it as easy as possible on yourself when you're coming up with a logo even if it's just an ms paint um look at it at a bunch of different sizes um you know save it to a image file and then zoom in and zoom out a whole bunch and if if it's still conveying what you want to convey at really small sizes and when it's taking up the entirety of your screen that's a really good sign another Mm. thing that you can do change everything to black if you if you can douse everything in black and it still looks like your brand that's a sign that you've got something solid as well that like good use of shape Right, right. If it's still conveying an idea visually, even yeah. if you are you stuck to one palette. Again, that's coming back to the idea that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Like, it, if you're going to sew something on a shirt, like the I don't know polo logo, or the Nike swoosh, those are recognizable symbols, even though they're going to be in a bunch of different colors uh, on a bunch of different shirts. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense. We were really lucky at Timberman that uh, we had you, but then obviously, you know, we paid you, which is which is great. And so. Kyle, do you know of any like resources besides yourself, which we are going to plug, like <laughs> where people could look for to like find people to design logos? Um, yes, there are a number of different websites that are filled with really, really talented designers who would be more than happy to uh, to help people out. Um, Behance, B-E-H-A-N-C-E, is a site where designers can show off their portfolios. A lot of great logo designers on there, as well as UI designers and um, video game designers, things like that. Um, Dribble, D-R-I-B-B-B-L-E, that's three Bs in Dribble, is another great design website that I go to for inspiration a lot of times. Just some really, really talented folks on there. Otherwise, there are, are subreddits where you can hire yeah, a designer. subreddit. Exactly. Big Reddit. Um, or, you know, you can just uh, send an email my way if you wanted to maybe get something done or something. Kyle, and I think it's the perfect time. We're about to, out of time for the episode. So, Kyle, thanks again so much for coming on the show. Before you leave, oh, give, my us, pleasure. give us all the information you got. Tell us everything about what we should how we can get a hold of you and how we can give you money to make us beautiful art of course um if you're just interested in seeing some of the things that i put out and that's all that you want from me you can follow dibdoll design on facebook or on instagram that's d-y-b-d-a-l design spelt the way that people who speak (laughs) english spell it uh yeah so that's at dibdoll design on instagram and then dibdoll design on facebook or you can email me at dibdolldesign at gmail.com. That's the best place to get in contact with me if you want to hire me or something like that. And then don't you also have a page on Behance? I do have a page on Behance. Behance. Uh, so that, <laughs> I've been saying yeah, Behance I'm not, forever. <laughs> don't, don't be mad. Behance. Um, <laughs> that would be behance.com slash, I think it's Kyle. Nope. It's D- Behance. D-Y-B-D-A-L-K. Yep, Behance.net, actually. Oh. It's not a .com. They didn't spring for the big bucks domain. <laughs> Behance.net slash D-Y-B-D-A-L-K. Boom. So, everyone, 
go to Kyle to get your logos done because he's really, really good at them, as you can see from the ones we've dissected today, both of them. So, everyone, this was a super fun episode. Kyle, thanks so much for coming on. This is an episode I wanted to do for a while. I love logos, and I love the work you do, and it's super fun to get down and discuss why they're good. Well, thanks so much for having me, John. This has been an absolute blast. I love talking about this stuff, so it was great to have an outlet for that. Absolutely. So, everyone, that does it for this week's episode of Talkapella. We sh- we just told you all the ways you can get a hold of Kyle Dibdahl, Behance.net, D-Y-B-D-A-L-K. And then if you want to get a hold of me, just tweet me at John Lampus. But more importantly, check out the Twitter. We've been using this whole episode at Acaville Radio. And let us know if you want to get involved at Acaville. We are expanding, looking for volunteers, have music you want to send in. If you want to be a guest on a show or have an idea for a Tacapella topic, send it our way. Email, tweet, just go to our site and you'll find us. All right, everyone. Kyle, thanks again for coming on. And everybody listening, stay tuned. Born this way